0: and we are going to be continuing the build-up to the all-important All-Ireland semi-final that's taking place tomorrow at half three against Tipperary and to do so I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by a man who managed against Tipperary this year and came very, very close to beating them John Mohan, a very good afternoon to you and welcome to the show
1: Thank you very much, Dean good to be honest, thank you
0: On that meeting during the league that you had with Tipperary it was a, a tight and narrow game you're surprised that they've made it to this stage of the championship. What are some of the hallmarks of this current Tipperary team that have set them apart and brought them that elusive and long awaited Munster title?
1: Well, we couldn't have foreseen it um, a number of months ago, or certainly a number of weeks ago. I um, I didn't think that um, the Munster champs, I don't think anybody did. Uh, a similar, similar situation up north in Ulster with West Cavan when they're a provincial title. Who could have foreseen it? But uh, they have a lot of talented footballers, and uh, I think um, Cork were, incidentally, in and of fine were very, very poor. I mean, they, had to t- they were they were dreadful. We watched that game here, and uh, I thought Cork were, uh, were were very, very poor in the day. And fair play to um, to uh, um, to Peri, they and won it. I had watched them as well against Limerick. They were very, very lucky. You know that last minute uh, sideline ball or to the free kick actually that uh kicked over by. I think it was by Sweeney um, to level the game, and even in uh, injury time or not, I thought not injury time but extra time. I think uh, um, Limerick had great chances to win it, but um, they are where they are. They went in as uh, I say now the monthly Championship. It's, it's great for football, it's great for sport, and a lot of people are saying it's um, thank God uh, no no backdoor this year, no Super Eight. So it's uh, it's great to see those um, the exciting scenes that we've witnessed from Tipperary and from Cavan. But um, they have a lot of talent. Like I mean, obviously uh, middle of field uh, um you know, uh, O'Riordan and Casey are two able footballers and everybody knows uh, about uh, their centre forward, Quinlivan and uh, uh, Sweeney at, at full forward. And, but right around the park, I mean, I, I'll be familiar with Robbie Kylie, who plays wing-back with them, and I in UI Galway a number of years ago and he was a student there and he's a very, very good, able and good footballer as well. So they have a lot of talent and they play with great confidence and they remind me a lot of uh, a Clare team was involved in 1992 when we won our uh, Munster um Final, we got uh, um, in, in, into an Ireland semi-final to play Dub- Dublin, and there's nothing, there's no pressure on on, on us at that stage. a similar scenario will will, will uh, pertain tomorrow with Tipperary There's no pressure on on them whatsoever. I mean, they have their their Munster Championship um, medals and title, and so they'll um, they'll go up and it'll be the throw horse of the wind and have a right go at it So, I think it'll be a close enough game. Incidentally, I think um, they will pressure us. They will um, they'll cause problems for us, but I do think that Mayo will prevail and come out on top.
0: Do you believe the break would have been of a huge benefit to Mayo recharging the batteries, being able to see where they went wrong in the Connacht final, some of the issues I'm sure James Horn would have had with the performance, not with the result? Would that have been spent mostly looking and preparing injuries, making sure it's a clean bill of health and looking back on some tactical ideas? Or would it have been used to try and bring in some sort of A versus B, increase to competitive uh, spurs that is already quite evident in the Mayo panel?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a mixture of all of those things. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, because the break breakwood certainly will, uh, will, would have uh, been appreciated by the older guys, um, and the guys who have managed in the clock, Kevin McLaughlin, Chris Barrett, uh, Aidan O'Shea, those guys that have been, um, you know, at the cold face over the last uh, 10, 12, 13 years. Keith Higgins come on, that kind of, uh, kind of find was nice to see him getting a bit of game time. Um, but the reality is, uh, um, I suppose the last couple of weeks will, will have been spent ironing mean, out things. It's an unusual time of the year to be preparing for, for an Ireland semi-final. The weather hasn't been too bad, with the exception of this weekend. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's, yeah, the rest will have certainly done them good. Um, and uh, I suppose from a temporary ter- 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 perspective, the f- fact that uh, um, everything is in lockdown, there was no big celebrations, I can imagine what it would have been like if we had a normality, uh, Tipperary would have gone mad. I was talking to a friend of mine there who was leaving Cavan this evening. He was driving through uh, Cavan on his way back to, to Dublin. And he said the scenes in every village and every town, uh, you know, waiting uh, to see the Cavan boys heading for Crow Park this evening. So you can imagine the excitement and the, uh, and the crack that would have been had in Tipperary, Tipperary if, if we had normality. So that has, that would be an energy sapper for them. So they haven't had that, and they were able to, they, in, uh, Tip in particular, were able to get back and focus on the Royal Island final, and uh, they won't fear uh, in Mayo. In the last couple of cases we played them, um, I remember being down in Thurles a number of years ago, I think it was a fortuitous enough goal from James Durkin that turned uh, the game in our favour when we were under serious pressure. Likewise, uh, when we played them in Croke Park a couple of years ago, we you know they, they were certainly will put it up to us, and, and as I say, they have a lot of talent, but look at... The, the reality is um, Mayo normally play exceptionally well when they go to Croke Park in the last number of years. Uh, Not blip here and there, but uh, I expect that the Croke um, Park experience and the big game experience they'll have will be a telling factor.
0: The experience of the current Mayo setup is still there you have the likes of David Clark Chris Barrett Lee Keegan they're all quite veterans in the defensive area but fortunately we have seen the newcomers Ushin Mullen and Owen McLaughlin perform well how important is it for Mayo to start early and gel with the confidence that they've already brought in having a, a Connacht title for the first time in five years being in a wide pitch like Park where the ground is not going to give any trouble like we saw in Salt Hill that Mayo do need to start well and not allow Tipperary to get on top of them.
1: Well I suppose every team wants to get the game on their terms and uh you know, nobody likes chasing chasing a, a game and um, if you're if you're happen to be uh if you concede scores early on, you're you're under pressure. So it's it's absolutely critical that Mayo get out of the blocks early and get a good start and get the confidence going. You mentioned a couple of players there, like I mean Oisin uh, Mullen and Owen O'Maglachlan. Like I mean, they're nearly household names now at this stage. Everybody around the country is familiar with them because they've been they've been so exciting. I mean, Oisin Mullen uh, has he's just an awesome athlete. He's a, he's great. Uh, he's so quick and pacey, and he certainly um, caught the imagination and caught the eyes of uh, many who happened to see the um, National League game in in Tum, uh, against Galway. He was uh, superb, and his his his, his Breaks out of the defence were eye were, were catching at that, uh, on that occasion, and, and then you have Ollie McLaughlin. Like I mean, I remember looking at him as a, a, a young minor, and I, I had to whisper to the guy in front of me, who was a Westford man. I said, "Who's that guy there?" He said, "That's Ollie McLaughlin, the, the cyclist." Now his skill set was poor at the time, but by God, I could see he was a great athlete, and I and that probably came from the cycling background. But when you looked at for leadership, it's normally uh, b- uh, the older players that stand up, the lead Keegans, and they no O'Shea's and the Killian O'Connor's of this world but in, uh, in Pierce Stadium when the game was in the balance with a couple of minutes to go it was Owen McLaughlin who, stu- who stood up to the mark and he was absolutely superb those three or four raids he made up the heart of the Galway defence were were enormous and he offloaded uh, uh, one or two uh, balls and that, that saw us, um, kick scores from or take scores from so that was, that was fantastic so I'm really looking forward to seeing those guys in Crow Park and if we're lucky enough to get a good start which I, I, I hope we do it'd be great to see how those guys settle in. Now, you talk about uh, Court Park, it's an unforgiving uh, uh, arena. It plays different than a, every other pitch in the country. It plays very, very fast. Uh, it's a fast ground. And uh, maybe Chris Barrett or Kevin McLaughlin or even And Shane might fully appreciate uh, the quickness of it. But uh, certainly it should suit like, um, uh, oshi Mullen and O'McLaughlin. And I'm looking forward to seeing those, uh, those guys in particular play there t- tomorrow.
0: What type of kickout strategy do you expect Mayo to have? Uh, the statistics show that short kickouts Mayo favour. They seem to be a lot more successful with Tipperary. With Evan Comerford, will be quite confident, and the very tall midfield area that they have of winning their own kickouts. Will Mayo try and try something new and have a more confident matchup of ball winners in the air for the primary possession uh, for tomorrow's game?
1: Yeah, I I I I I feel it's one area where there might where the might cause us damage is around the midfield or the mid third of the pitch, particularly around midfield. I, I mean, uh, Matthew Rand is a super, um, is a super athlete and uh Conor Loft is another good footballer. But I know, you know, who would have foreseen those being uh, those two being our midfield pairing at this juncture? I don't think too many would have. They're both both very talented footballers and I'm delighted to see both of them playing and particularly uh, Conor Loftus, uh, who's been around the squad and hasn't been really firing, uh, you know, um, in the last couple of years. So it's great for him. And at a personal level, I'm delighted for him. But uh, I think because because the Tipperary are very strong around the middle, I think um, the strategy will be to go short. I think uh, David Clark will be instructed, um, you know, to to, uh, go short as often as he possibly can, because primary possession is critical. And I think we'd be good with the ball in our hands and, uh, I think that will be the strategy tomorrow. Now, of course, Tipperary will have a say in that. They'll be probably press right up on us and try and, and force us to um, go along where they might feel they might have a an opportunity to turn us over on our own kickouts. But it's it's absolutely critical. It's a critical aspect of the game, and that's why goalkeepers in the modern game it's not about their shot stopping ability. It's all about their kick out strategy, and uh, it's gone to a new level with the number of goalkeepers right around the country we have. Uh, at the moment, um, a lot of them now are making the headlines because of their, their ingenuity and their brilliance and their uh, ability with, with kick-outs and with free kicks and dead-ball situations and 45s. But uh, Clark, he doesn't have that probably a uh, skill set in his locker, but he's, uh, he's got an awful lot more with bravery and shot-stopping ability. But uh, yeah, I think um, to answer your question, <laughs> in the question, uh, to answer your question, I think it'll be um, short kick out from here tomorrow as, as often as we possibly can.
0: And looking at the potential matchups, we've already touched upon the, I suppose, the height difference between the two teams. O'Riordan, Quinlevin, Mm. Sweeney, they're all quite tall, well able to win their own ball. Mayo's defence isn't a particularly tall defence in terms of Gaelic football. Is there a way of maybe bringing Tom Parsons in, who we haven't seen, looking around someone like Aidan O'Shea maybe come into the middle of the park for tomorrow's game, do you expect a, a surprise change like that to the to current team that we have seen throughout the I, previous weeks?
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I know. Like I mean, they may have certainly look at the option of deploying a sweeper. I know Barry Morn uh, was, was sprung a couple of years ago when we played Tipperary because of the perceived aerial threat they had in the full forward line. On that occasion, I think Quinlan was playing at 14, and the, uh, Barry uh, Big Bird was brought in to sit as a sweeper for that on that particular occasion. Um, I think we probably will deploy a sweeper um, tomorrow because when you look around that Tipperary team and say, "Look at where can they hurt us? Where can they do damage?" and obviously um, eight, nine, eleven, fourteen, it's where their big threats are. So I think we can nullify that threat. And of course, it's all about having primary possession. And if we can, if we're lucky enough to to have more possession, well then it won't be such a big problem. But if, I do feel that if Tipperary get any kind of a foothold around the middle of the field and can get a fast early ball into the full forward line. Uh, the We saw the damage they did against Cork in the Munster final. Both Sweeney and Quinlevin, they were awesome. They're very, very talented footballers. They're big lads, six foot, uh, six foot two, six foot three, and uh, they are certainly a handful. So it'd be interesting in the matchups. Like, I mean, you, uh, will, will Chris Barris be deployed at three, <laughs> uh, or, or will uh, Stephen Cohn at six, or with a look at maybe Leroy maybe going into three? These <laughs> are, yeah, these are options. Like, I mean, Paddy Durkin could play, certainly play at six, though. So, It'd be interesting to see. I think he'll go orthodox at the moment. I think he'll go with with Chris um, orthodox at three, and I think he will leave Stephen Corn. He's a big lad, um, you know. I'm picking up Quinn Quinlivan at eleven. So, as I say, it's a yes. Yeah, these are kind of little um, interesting subplots to the game that we can just wait and see what happens.
0: Another interesting one, I suppose, as well, is the matchup of Conor Loftus and his former college mate Stephen O'Brien. He knows him from his time in DCU, would have played in Sigurdsson teams together. When you're a manager and you have a player that comes up and says, look, I know this guy, I know how he plays, I know how he doesn't like uh, to be marked, do you kind of allow them that freedom to say, okay, you go out there, play your game, keep an eye on him and try and keep him keep him at bay?
1: Well, certainly it's a, it's a help if you, if you know a player. Like, I mean, the amount of analysis that's done in the modern game, we spend an inordinate amount of time Looking at videos and analysing players, and a lot of that work would be done behind the scenes, as you're aware. And uh, certainly, if you have a player in your squad who has um, uh, knowledge of an, an opponent, and in this case, if they're going to be matched up, it makes a solid sense to, for that player to pick up the other guy. Particularly, he knows his run, he knows his style, he knows his uh, strong kicking foot, so all those little things that make the difference. And he may have marked him in, in, in college in D.C.U. and they would have trained, I say, in, in A versus B games, that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, like I mean, that's a, I did know they'd been in college together. I did know they were in DCU together, to be quite honest. With you, and they had played together. So that's, again, it's, inter- it's an interesting little subplot to it.
0: In terms of Pat Spilland's comments uh, that came out during the week, he said that this Tipperary set-up have a lot more experience than the current Mayo team. What do you make of, of uh note that Tipperary are more experienced or do you think he's just trying to rile up the Mayo faithful?
1: I no, I wouldn't think Pat uh, would look at Balad comes out with some, some uh, um, price uh, comment, uh, commentary from time to time, uh, but the reality is uh, a lot of these Tipperary boys have uh, have all Ireland medals and uh, they they have a lot of experience um, from that famous um, minor um, title success that a long number of years ago, and a lot of those boys are playing uh, playing on this current team. And as I say, they're they're talented. Like I mean, as I say, we played them down in Thurles a number of weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, we also, I think there was three points on that occasion and a game we possibly could have won, but they've improved since then. And the confidence that they'll get uh, from winning a Munster title, they're, they're probably five or six points a better team today because of that Munster final success, because it just gives you a, a, a great boost of confidence and um, winning a title of that nature because it was so unexpected. So now they won the confidence battle with themselves if they, if they needed to. And, uh, it, it, as I say, you know, whatever path is planned, it's all about playing your best when it matters most and uh, if these guys super area boys are allowed to bring their A game to the proceedings as I said they will be very very awkward I think it will be a close enough game I just, I think our, our big game experience will be a telling factor and I think we will win it but I think it will be tight and I think the occasion of the game similar to um, the kind of final in Pierre Stadium where the uh, opposition will dominate it's important that when they do have that period of dominance that we keep the that we try and keep the uh, um, scoreboard uh, light. In other words, we don't concede too many scores. But uh, make no uh, doubt, these uh, temporary boys can play football. They've a lot of talent.
0: The man in the middle is going to be uh, David Goff from Meath. He's known for really sticking to the rules. How much would James Horan be looking into that, talking to his players, making sure that they are aware of all the rules sticking by them and not to give away cheap and easy frees? yeah it's
1: one of the, it's one of the first things you do um is uh, wh- when you establish who the referee is going to be for the game you you certainly look at um to see if there are any little idiosyncrasies that he has and as how he referees games and uh, it's something that we we continuously do as well you get referees that are just very very particular and um on, on say carrying. like i mean you get others in that uh, you know they're the focus in on, on maybe uh off the ball tackles or maybe anything's gone off uh, behind the referee's eyes you know so the, look at the bottom line is a referee you would hope uh, um, is, is not noticed in the game I, I'd like to see I think our game has become too sanitised I mean it's free is now given for everything and unfortunately we have an, uh, an official tomorrow who uh, as you say can be very very pernickety on, on the fouls and what have you. I'd like to see and most football followers and supporters would like to see a game flow and uh, not to be pulling uh, um, and twisting for everything. you know. We, we need the continuity in the game to create a bit of excitement and a bit of physicality. That's what you would be hoping for, something to get us into the mood, get the mood swings up so we can enjoy it.
0: The conditioning of the current Mayo team has certainly looked to be one of the best in the country, certainly since the first outing in the league against Galway. In tune, they seem to have all been quite rightly tuned up for that game and blew Galway out of the out of the water really, is that ultimately what tomorrow's game could come down to? Tipperary did look like they were out on their feet in a state of exhaustion by the end of the Munster final, and with Mayo's very uh, heavy hitting bench, will that be the ultimate difference between the two?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. There's it a great comfort when you look over your shoulder and see the experience and 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 the know how that we have on our, on our bench. That's a great comfort to any manager, and we have certainly a lot of a. Uh, lads at the bench who could, uh, who could come in and do a job for you. But, I mean, we're lucky as well that we have some fantastic athletes, like, like, like Paddy Dirk and the aforementioned O'Sheen Mullen and Ormond uh, Lockdown. I mean, they're they gazelles. Like, I mean, everybody spoke about the conditioning of Killian O'Connor since uh, post-COVID, the first COVID lockdown. He came back and he, he seemed to have lost quite a bit of weight, and he, but he looked in terrific uh, and physical shape. And uh, you know, every every lad around the around the place now is in, in terrific form. They do an awful lot of, uh, I suppose, strength and conditioning work, and uh, a lot of that work is ongoing. The big difference, they say, between my time uh, playing um, football in the county level and the modern uh, and the modern footballers, are, they're they're every day. They train every single day. They're, it's strength and conditioning work is a huge part of it, and these guys are going to the gym and they're out on the pitch seven days a week. So, yeah, I mean. That's the difference in Mayo in the last 10, 10, 12 years. They're just so focused in that area. And they're, as I say, they're they're fine specimen of men and they're in great physical shape. So, as I say, Cope Park will, will suit most of them. It won't suit, suit all, as I say. The likes of uh, Chris Barrett now mightn't uh, appreciate the wide open spaces. And uh, there's one or two others that have a bit of mind to the clock, maybe. Kevin McLaughlin, where he, would, he he'd, he'd put in a big shift at uh, 12 or 13 kilometers in the game. Maybe not so much anymore because the reality is uh, these guys um, have a lot of work done and have uh, and played so many years. And it might be just, uh, it might be, you know, they're coming to some of them are coming to the end of their uh, of, of their careers. which it's unfortunate in many ways, and it'd be lovely to see them go out and uh, with a winning performance and maybe land on the big one.
0: And in terms of how the game will go, do you feel Mayo will ultimately run out the victors and make it to another All Ireland final?
1: I do. I I I do, and uh, everybody in this house does as well. Uh, we have confidence in the team. I think winning that provincial title uh, first in five years was is critical. Um, and uh, yeah, well, have brought a great air of confidence. In this. But we are becoming more confident. The team, uh, I, I suppose, a number of months ago, uh, before when we had the normal uh, live, I I didn't think Mayo uh, would uh, feature or get to an All final this year. To be quite honestly, and I thought everybody talked oh, all the way they opened up their league campaign. were going to be the the real, the real deal and everybody was talking about them as maybe potential All-Ireland uh, champions and of course everybody talked then that uh, the big game they were looking forward to was going to be Donegal versus uh, Dublin this evening of course that hasn't happened so it's a it's a bizarre year in many ways but I just do feel right now that um, the way it has evolved I think uh, this is a lovely semi-final to get I mean would you love to get um, uh, you know a number of months ago if you were said, look at um, semi-final opponents temporary to get to an All-Ireland final You'd have taken that any day of the week. I thought it would, it would have been Kerry. Everyone thought it would be Kerry. And I tell you what, we're, I, 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 want, I, I don't want in any way to undermine uh, Tipperary and everything that's positive I said about, uh, about them. They are Munster champions and they're there because they won that Munster title. So the bottom line is I just feel that uh, I'd rather play Tipperary in the semi-final than Kerry. So I do feel we'll get over the line.
0: Excellent stuff. John Mohan, thanks a million for taking our call and enjoy tomorrow's match. Thank you very much. That was current Offaly manager John Mohan and a former Mayo boss who was giving his thoughts on tomorrow's All-Ireland semi-final. Do not go anywhere. We will be continuing the preview to that all-important game with Alan Dillon, the former Mayo player who is also an All-Star winner too and a former captain-winning Connacht finalist as well. Uh, That was a long time ago. Now, 2015, it didn't seem that long ago really, but it's quite remarkable how long that gap has been since Mayo last tasted provincial success. Very quickly, before we jet off to an ad break, there is an update from the Premier League. Manchester City have gone two goals ahead. A penalty by Kevin De Bruyne has added to Raheem Sterling's earlier goal, which uh, went in in the fifth minute. And looking towards La Liga, once again, we are always going to be keeping an eye on Getafe throughout the uh, period of time that John Joe Patrick Finn is playing there. They lost out 3-0, but the aforementioned John Joe Patrick Finn of Ballyhaunas, he made his first professional appearance at the age of 17. If you really want to feel old, he was born in 2003. It's quite remarkable, really. 2003. Um, Looking at the other games there Sevilla, nil Real Madrid, nil So that could be another one For Zinedine Zidane Compounding his issues there And in rugby Ireland ran out 31-16 winners Against Scotland I just noted there Keelan Doris Lacking native Picked up man of the match In that third place playoff Of that Guinness Series tournament Alright We're going to go to this Very quick ad break Do not move Do not flick Any of the channels away We will have Alan Dillon Coming up just after this,
1: see your CFM sport with Guyneys Castle Bar, home to Mayo's best range of branded menswear for less. See your CFM sport
0: with Guyneys Castle Bar, home to Mayo's best range of ready made curtains and accessories. We will be continuing our coverage now and build up to that all important All Ireland semi final. It has been quite some time since uh, Mayo fans have had some inter-county football to look forward to and the build-up to this is totally different to what we are used to. I've heard people say during the week that it's not like an All-Ireland semi-final at all. No Mayo fans will be travelling to Crow Park tomorrow. Only the squad and the panel itself will be in attendance. And I'm delighted to say I have former Mayo footballer, All-Star winner, Connacht's titled title Captain, back when Mayo won in 2015, and Alan Dillon on the line with me. Alan, a very good afternoon to you and thank you for joining us here on the Saturday Sports Show.
2: No problem, Queenie, and it's great to be with you today.
0: Mayo have had quite an extended break coming into this All-Ireland semi-final. It's totally different to uh, runs in the past where Mayo had to go through the qualifiers, had a lot of games, the War of Attrition... Back-to-back appearances, trying to patch players together. How do you think James Horan would have spent the previous uh, three weeks with the Mayo team? Would it have been spent on tactics or just looking towards uh, trying to get players in the best type of fitness and condition for tomorrow's game?
2: Yeah, well, I think you know James would have welcomed the, the three-week um, break, especially on the back of five weeks in a row. So. I'm sure it would have given them ample time to to look at uh how performances went uh, especially uh in the Connacht final where um for long periods Mio dominated the game and um you know I, I suppose unfortunately didn't didn't convert when when we were on top and that probably left us uh, in in a huge uh battle in the closing stages but um I'm sure you know, from 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 what I'm hearing, that uh, competition within the the squad has been, you know, really intense. They have probably got two two really high quality uh, AVBs uh, and internal games under their belt, and uh, I'm sure everyone is fighting extremely hard to get their hands on the the, the all important jerseys or the starting positions. And uh, I think, you know, um, looking from afar, um, having the opportunity to watch. Tipperary in the Munster final. Um, I'm sure James now will will probably in the final number of days would have set down. You know tactically how the Mayo would set up. Um, what would bring them the you know the, the matchups that would have given them the the, the greatest opportunity to to probably suffocate that um, that dangerous Tipperary attack. You know they, they have some quality players, but um, you know it's it, it's great I, I suppose from the offset to have. And all Ireland semi-finals. Look forward to uh, tomorrow. It's uh, you know it's been a it's been a very strange year for sports, and uh, you know we're very fortunate as a county to be contesting another All Ireland semi-final. Like in, in, in truth, you know we've been this is our eleventh semi-final since the, since 2011. You know that's including replays. So um, we're um, we're no we're not short of experience getting to this stage and. Uh, I'm sure the players know what the prize is on offer here. is, a, is another opportunity to have a, a cut in our Ireland final. So, I'm sure their their focus has been um, very much uh, on on tomorrow at uh, half three.
0: Just on those A versus B games that would have been taking place during the week, during them. Do the B players, for example, assume the role of the Tipperary players, the opposition, to see how they would match up, what sort of tactics, and how they would be tweaked from that? Or is it just kind of a, a system where they just try and get the best performance out of the players and increase that competition?
2: Yeah, it's a difficult one for a manager to um, to, to put to some of the players on the B team because, you know, they're all... F- jostling and fighting extremely hard to get onto the starting position but I suppose for the betterment of preparation and you know for the betterment of, of the overall squad some players will have to sacrifice uh, I'm sure someone probably did play the, the Brian Fox role that Tipperary deployed from the full forward line out around the middle um, you know he gets on a lot of breaking and ball and, and he's, he's he's that defensive cover whenever um, Tipperary are, um, are looking to to set a wall in front of their, their defence but um, I know James would probably give the opportunity to, to players to, to 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 go out and show their form and uh, I think his philosophy has always been that if you're playing well then you'll get your opportunity and we've seen that this year with, with a lot of the younger guys who've come in, come in and performed exceptionally well you know you look at um, Mullins in the corner in McLaughlin on the half back line and, and Tommy Conroy up front you know, they've been a revelation and in, in long periods of, of, of games they've probably carried some of the Mayo fight uh, you know and to be so early in their careers you know it looks very very promising and from a Mayo point of view it's very exciting to see that and see how they will adapt to the core park surface uh, tomorrow so um, I'm, I'm sure you know the likes of the more experienced players Keith Higgins Colin Boyle, Tom Parsons, um, are all chewing at the bit to, to, to knock lumps out of the, the starting fifteen, and uh, I'm sure competition has been really, really intense. Which is a great, which is a great position for any manager to be in, and it the strengthens their hand. And you know, Mayo's bench has never been as strong as it is this year, uh, and that's because you know James has introduced that bit of freshness, and and and, and they performed extremely well. So that's all good for for preparation.
0: How different is playing in Crow Park to any other ground in the country? We've heard a lot written about it during the week. That it's going to be Mayo's first time in the championship there now for the year. How much of a surface change is it to other other pitches that you would see throughout the country?
2: Yeah, it is. It, it, it is a big change. It's uh, you know, uh, I suppose Sunday will be a lot different than normal. Um, games and, and, and duties that some of the the, the past players would have would have played in or the more seasoned team squad players. Um but I think that's that's not a bad thing for a lot of the younger players. Um, you know, all you're asking them to do is take that take that uh, level of performance that they're showing in training, asking them then to replicate it into Core Park without a crowd and you know, I suppose the real pressure comes when there's 80,000 people there and, and they're watching every move, you know, every touch. Uh, and that brings its own element of, of, of uh, emotional stress and, and and anxiety. And you see the better players who can handle that and, and handle their decision-making and their execution under pressure. And tomorrow will be a lot different. Um, but in a sense, it's the same for both teams. Uh, you know, I'm sure they'll hear their sideline a lot Clearer um, directions will 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 be easier or switches will be easier to to be made. So, um, it's 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 I, I suppose both teams will be used to it now uh, based on their their monster and Connacht final uh, performances. Uh, but I think you know Mayo will have you know even past experience of playing in there. Um, They've played there numerous times the past number of years. Winning the national league la- last year was, you know, was a huge achievement. Winning the national title, which we've cried out for for you know the past decade or so. So there's still a, a huge amount of leaders and big game experience there for Mayo. So I'm sure they'll they'll have um, you know factored that into their preparation.
0: Just on the lack of fans in the stadium. James Horne said himself and Stephen Cohn echoed those thoughts that it's you know perhaps a benefit to Mayo the anxieties you know the emotional stress you mentioned too that Mayo fans bring we've been there 11 times since 2011 in semi-finals it's not an easy place to be we we've been scared before do the lack of fans help Mayo a lot more than maybe we would have thought at the beginning of the season
2: it's a funny one to 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 answer because You know Mayo fans are synonymous around the country for being one of the best uh, supported teams, and you know they are fantastic, and especially when backs against the wall, um, we've seen them come to the fore. You know, and in you know to drive the team on when we needed the most. Um, It's it it is strange this year when you don't see the red and green around, and you know the chant, you know of Mayo Mayo. But um, I'm sure you know players do enjoy that and I suppose uh, any elite player uh, you know who has aspirations of playing for Mayo wants to play in front of you know their home support or a big crowd you know an excited atmosphere and I think that's what you you dream of and that's what you cherish Uh, it's not there this year um, but I think uh, it's not a bad thing especially when we have a team that's that's in transition per se that there's a lot of new blood being uh, introduced and uh you know they have they have seamlessly um, stepped in, and uh, I think is it, uh, is in one sense uh, probably has, has helped uh, a lot of the the, the, the the debutants. I know we had seven up in um, up in from the first day out, so um, that's only a good thing. And uh, you know they'll get a full probably national league going to their belt next year, and. Uh, it, it, you, you can see them develop more and, and, and develop that experience around preparation but um, this year is, is 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 not like any other year and uh, you know you also see it's strange watching Dublin without having the hill full as well and you know it, it, it can probably hit teams differently but I don't think it'll be a huge factor for that Mayo team
0: When you're playing do you notice when the Mayo fans go quiet when some things go wrong?
2: Oh you do absolutely listen you're you'd be immune not to feel the the uh, the emotion in the stadium um and nine times out of 10 players understand how games are going and, and and the reading of games um uh you know we've played in some really really you know high intense um huge atmosphere and you know there's nothing like it um and I suppose as a person, you, you'll never experience anything in life that would get you to a place like that. And I remember in 2012, you know, against Dublin, or 2006, you know, them victories w- were were absolutely, you know, massive. And you know, the crowd had a huge part to play in them. And 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 uh, I think anyone that was in the ground that day would have still has, you know, very vivid memories of of how they felt. And and uh, I think. You know, even myself stepping away from 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 being a player now into a supporter, um, I I, I you know you, you, your heart would be racing and you'd have palpitations and you know geez, I'm only getting used to being a supporter at this stage, but it is tough work, um and and other supporters um you know have had their fair share share of heartache but they keep coming back year after year and they've they've shown huge resilience and you know the team absolutely um you know um. Really appreciates it, and uh, you know I think their their focus now is is probably more internally, uh, and they're looking at, at, at Sunday as just you know another 70 minutes, um, you know, too bold for us, uh, and it's it's another day, and, and I know uh, I heard that they they were down in Nimerick looking for one of these fast paced pitches uh, during their their last internal game, and I think that level of preparation that James brings you know is enormous and. I think they're looking to, uh, to, to have an explosive and early start on Sunday. Uh, they'll need to because um, we, we don't want to give this Tipperary team any any sort of confidence because uh, they have quality players that can do damage and, you know, from playing them in 2016, um, you know the game was in the balance right up to the last quarter, uh, you know, and, and I think Jason Darley and, and Conor O'Shea got goals that day for us. But again, you can see down in Turles that uh, in 2018 in the qualifiers that, you know, they, they gave Mayo as good as they they could give right up again until the 55th or 58th minute, and uh, Mayo were in a right battle then. So um, Mayo will have to be on third top of their game to to get over this one.
0: It's interesting you say there. You'd feel more nervous as a supporter than you would do when you were when you were playing. Is that because you're I suppose inside your head is focused on the on the task at hand, and now you're not so not so sure, I suppose, and you're in the same boat as the rest of us supporters.
2: Yeah, and every sports psychologist will, will will tell you as a as a player control the controllables, and as a supporter, you have absolutely no influence on how this game is going, and you're you're helpless, uh, like the thousands more who are watching. But as a player, you have a specific role, you have a job, you can make things happen, and um, you know I always said that if things you know needed something. If, if if you know if, if if someone needed to to kick a score or make a big tackle or a big hit, that you could actually provide that. Um, but as a, as a as a supporter, it's adjusting back into that um, area or that space where um, you know you have to trust in the players and hope that they can uh, you know see what you can see. Because sometimes when you're down at pitch level, it's a lot. Harder and it's a way more difficult and and every player will tell you tell you that that or they'll tell you afterwards that you know uh, the, the the supporter knows a lot more than the player but it's, it's a lot more difficult to to do it on, on game day but um, yeah no listen I'm I'm enjoying it uh, you know there's a fantastic bunch of lads there and you know uh, I, I'm like anyone else when you when you step away you just hope that the newer players that you pass the jersey on to that they can take up that mantle and, and, and keep things going and you know keep mayo up there where where they should be
0: finally before i let you go alan how do you think tomorrow's game is going to go
2: well i think mayo will have to get an early early start um i think you know it, it will be very physical uh tipperary have a very strong midfield sector with colin reardon uh, and Stephen O'Brien so we're going to have to break even around the middle uh, especially on our own kickouts um, I expect a lot of movement from our um, our, our 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 defenders uh, to get short and early ball um, but I think if I look up front I think we have that bit bit more class and bit bit more quality with Killian and Aidan and Tommy Conroy up front I think if we can get early direct ball into them guys and, and um, I think you know they they can put on a, a, a big performance with this wide open spaces up there. So I'm expecting Mayo um, to be, you know, two or, or three or four points uh, ahead at the end. Um, but, you know, they'll have to, have to make sure that they, they raise the intensity, raise the, uh, the, the performance, especially from the Roscommon and, and go games. But I, I still think that they have, have enough experience. Um, the younger fellas, you know, have been a revelation and, uh, they have, uh, they have a lot of um, you know uh, they have a strong bench to bring on when needed
0: Excellent stuff Alan Dillon thanks a million for taking our call and giving us your thoughts on tomorrow's All-Ireland semi-final Thanks really That was All-Star winner and uh, former Mayo captain Alan Dillon giving his thoughts ahead of the All-Ireland semi-final clash against Tipperary Alright well we're